Hey, hey, friends. I think you're going to love this episode. If you have been following me for a while, you would have seen in bits and pieces how much I love bees. (laughs) They are seriously one of the most amazing and important creatures on the planet right now. I didn't know that much about them, though, until I came across Adina Tot from at Airbred and Bees on Instagram, and she's actually a legit bee rescuer. So I got to hang out with her. I got to meet her bees and see some of her hives, and I just knew I had to get her on the podcast because bees are fucking amazing, guys, and now you get to hear about them, too. Adina, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. You're like one of my like earth angel heroes. So I can't wait for everyone to get to know you and what it is that you do. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, oh, um, it's a great pleasure. We've finally got it. We finally got ourselves around to it because I've been asking and like messaging Adina for a while now saying you've got to come on the past and uh, on the podcast. And that's because... Adina does many things, but the main reason that she's on here today is because of her work with bees and I like she's the most amazing beekeeper and also like badass bee rescuer. So can you talk <laughs> us through what it is that you do a little bit? Like I know that you're like multifaceted, passionate, <laughs> all the things, like super clever. But yeah, fill us in. So, um, well... Now I'm, I'm a full-time um, beekeeper slash bee rescuer. Um, but to go back, to, to give, um, give you guys a bit of a background picture, this bee rescuing came totally unexpected as um, I really wanted to get into beekeeping. So I did a beekeeping course and learned everything. Well, not everything. You can never learn everything. <laughs> but... I really went deep in, got books, the library, read. This is so interesting. And so I got my first hive. And here I am in my backyard after a week. So this is my first inspection. I should really open a hive, have a look. Um, So I lit my smoker, going in, full suit, gloves, everything. And my neighbor just speaks through the fence. And he's like, um, oh, so you started keeping bees. I did did mention it to them, but probably they thought I'm going to start in, you know, a few months' time or not like yeah. right now. And um, and he was he was saying it's like oh, um, my daughter who lives an hour away, she's got a swarm on the kids' swing. Could you help us with that? <sighs> so you could imagine my yeah. um facial expressions like uh wait swarm okay that means bees uh on a kid's swing so what do I do yeah I li- literally had no idea I had the basics but I I didn't know what to do but I just got so excited I was like oh that's another bee family I have to catch it somehow yeah people do it like it's 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 doable so <laughs> here I am I just 
literally looked up, researched in in an hour or two what to do. Um, and um, I was a bit nervous to um, to tell you, but um, but I think the excitement won. And um, yeah, one of one of these blogs. Um, have you heard about Hillary? Hillary Kearney? No. Um, Girl next door, honey. Oh no! But I will look her up after yeah. this. Yeah, check. Um, so she was my inspiration because you know, being um, girls, women, it's like we are a little bit more shy. Um, I think in these these fields. But when I read her um, blog um, about catching swarms, I was just so inspired. I said, oh, I've got to do this. This is, I meant to do this. And I went out and caught the swarm, like how she described what to look out for. And, and yeah, then I was really, really hooked from then on. Amazing. Cause that would scare yeah. the shit out of me. Like a, how <laughs> many bees were there? Do you reckon like, Oh, to be honest, when like I hundreds, was there, thousands, um, it was like um, maybe a, a handball size. Oh, yeah. So not big. Not but big. When I, when I first encountered it, I'm like, oh, wow, 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 that is a lot of bees. It, it was, yeah. yeah, it was big. But now after so many swarms and, you know, experiencing different bee colonies, I realized it was a small one. <laughs> so yeah, I think, I've seen I some think of I was, yeah, your I think swarms. I was lucky. And Lucky it's that, yeah. yeah, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal <laughs> because I mean, one bee can bite you, obviously, and we'll get into that funny story later. But oh. to be able to handle them, and I love how you nurture them as like a family and their little communities. Like you, honestly, look after every single bee and appreciate them all so beautifully and we all know like so bees are like the biggest deal ever for the environment so for those of us that don't know can you please explain why and how bees play such an important role in the ecosystem yes. of the world like why are they such a big deal because they absolutely are yes so well they pollinate one third of our food what we eat so it is a big deal, like, if you think about that, we would lose all that food. And not just the food, but it's the whole um, whole ecosystem would um, pretty much collapse soon if we wouldn't have pollinators. And I, I'm not just talking about honeybees here because there are about 20, I think 25,000 and counting existing bee species so it's a lot of them around but obviously the honeybee gets the most um, um, marketing and uh, because we get the honey from them as well yeah. the other bees um, they either solitary or don't make much honey yeah um, so yeah and uh, because we kind of engineered them into our commercial ways now it's it's actually getting quite on unstable legs um, because of um, well a lot of factors um, obviously like our monocultures and the migrator beekeeping pesticides is a big um, big problem mm -hmm. um, 
And also because we went into this um, paved paradise and uh, green grasses. So where are the flowers for the bees? So it's, yeah, that it's, it's getting scary in a way that, you know, now we really have to wake up and um, do something about it because, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And so for those of us who are listening who don't understand like what pollination means, so basically you mean that, and I, from what I've been reading, and I love a good bee fact, um, like when the bee <laughs> yeah. goes from flower to flower, it gathers pollen from its on its little legs and under its belly mm-hmm. and those sorts of things. And then to for a plant to often get fruit or vegetables, it needs to be pollinated. So it needs the flower, like the pollen, yes. from another plant or like from another flower to like sort of, is it like fertilizer, if you know what I mean, or like to create yes. whatever it is, the fruit. So, so um, pollination is um, is like how can I say? It? Pollination is like um, having um, intercourse, like with flowers. Yeah. Like if you don't have it, then no babies. Okay. So, um, sexy flower time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and actually, if you really observe bees, yeah. Um, some of the, they like some of the flowers better than others. And, um, for example, I was watching them when they were pollinating my nectarine tree. Mm-hmm. Wow. They seriously go for it. And they got amongst it. Yes. And it's, it's seriously, <laughs> it looks like an act of love. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Raunchy bees doing their yes. thing. Oh, my God, I love that. I See, I like yeah. them even more. And this is what fascinates me because um, they do, they are like, they have this whole other language, this whole other world. And, you know, yeah. if you were a kid, when I was a kid, it was like, oh, bee, like stay away from them and you'll get bitten and all yeah. that. But now they don't actually come out and seek you out to bite no. you. It's like that's not their jam. And do they die if they sting you? Yes, Aww. unfortunately, yes, but only mammals because they can um, sting um, pro, um, like other bugs or other predators, um, predators without a mammalian skin, because then they then they they don't lose their barbed wire stinger. Mm-hmm. So it's only us because our skin is different, and uh, their stinger gets um, stuck in there. And when they try to fly away, literally it rips their whole internal organs out. So it's oh, their savage. End. Yes. The poor things. Oh, see, yes. Okay, so if they're biting you, they're really like they're pissed. So yes. you keep by bee, like obviously you keep bees. How many hives do you have and what type of bees do you have? So currently I have um, 10 hives and um, it's – Ten. Yes. Holy <laughs> shit. That's a lot yeah. of and how many bees would live in a hive? Um well depends. I have uh, all different sizes. So sometimes when I rescue a small colony, um it can be only a handful of bees, which you know, maybe about two thousand, three thousand, so it's not many. Uh, but some hives they get really, really active and grow into a massive size, so about 80,000, 100,000. So, yeah, it can get quite busy. 
flat out, like no room at the hive. Okay, (laughs) so we came out to see your beautiful hives and I'll tell this funny story because I thought I was having (laughs) the ultimate mum moment. Like I thought I was doing the best thing. I was like giving myself like mum brownie points that I was taking the boys to see a real live beehive and I knew how Adina loved them and how great she was with them and honestly it was like walking into this wonderland of like all these beautiful flowers and fruits and vegetables and all these humming and the bees and we had our little beekeeper suits on and everything and everything was going so well like you were you guys had the smoker and the everyone was just chill right and then so yeah Obviously, you told us like if the bee, the bees will land on you, but don't swat them. So, yeah. and that was like pretty much the only rule. And if you do get like if you like just to walk away slowly, mm-hmm. if you start to panic. So everyone was following along at home, like playing the game. But then they started to land on Oki, and he was only like two and a half, and he panicked and yeah. swatted. And so then the, like, I don't know, it sent some little bee message out that he's dangerous, totally warranted, and the other bees start to come at him. So then I'm panicking, so I'm starting to swat Oki, and before you know it, there's just like a little bit of a shit show. Long story short, (laughs) poor Oki got swarmed in, like, and bitten, but you were so good. You were like, just walk out here, walk out. Walk out, Oki's crying, but then you go all superwoman and grab this leaf <laughs> off this tree. Comfrey. Comfrey leaf. Okay. Yes. And then you start rubbing his arm. He's crying. Arch is like up against the fence, not sure what's going on. And you rub it on his arm and he, he barely cried and the stinging and everything went away. So my amazing mum life moment where I'm giving the kids the most educational experience actually ended up traumatizing Arch from bees and Oki got swarmed. Is that that leaf? What is that? Did we got cut out? Oh, no, I'm still here. Are you still there? No, I'm still here. Okay, perfect. So that that leaf that you had, the camphor leaf, yeah. is that like a natural antibacterial and antiseptic or? Uh, comfrey leaf is really good for uh, insect bites. So I use that for um, mozzies as well. And um, I find that it helps with uh, bee stings. Um, and I also um, use honey as well on the sting, which, uh, yeah, I found it helps me. Wow, because you've had yeah. some doozies, but they don't want to bite you. This is the thing. Yeah, but and you, you guys were really good. Like, considering he's two and a half, he actually walked away really slowly and very. He was very confident. Like, I'm, I'm really proud of Oki. Uh, he loves it, and he still stops. Like now, he's fine. He stops and watches the bees, and we, we look at them and talk about them and all the rest of it. Um, but it was just so funny, like in the scheme of things, like, and he wasn't allergic. So that is always a really great yes. news. So <laughs> I am always fascinated with who does what in the hive. Oh, right? okay. Yes. Yeah. It blows my mind. So obviously there's a queen bee, but like in each hive and like one queen bee per swarm. So one per hive. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Just the one. 
Yes, sometimes it can be two or three, but that's only um, when they're preparing to swarm. Um, or I heard of cases where, where they lived in a massive hollow tree and somehow they probably had dividers between, so they were housing more queens in technically the same colony, but it's very rare. Yeah, usually just one. Usually just one. So what does the queen actually do? Well, her only job is to lay eggs. Whoa. So, and that about 1,000 to 2,000 eggs a day. <gasps> a day! Yes. That's a lot of eggs. Yes. Oh, my God. So she, the Beyonce of the hive is just busy laying eggs. And she's a lot bigger than the other bees, isn't she? Yes, she's double the size. So, And her body is actually designed to uh, lay eggs in the, in the cells. So when she goes, she just literally reverses back and puts her – it's almost like um, an ice, ice cream machine, you know, the one which just kind of – Mr. Whippy. Yes, and just, oh, just putting the eggs in. Crazy. Okay, so – and I read somewhere that like a, a normal – like a queen bee is just like a normal bee. Like they're all born the same, but then they the drones or someone feed a royal jelly and that's what turns her into okay. a queen. So um, – Or how does the, the queen the, get chosen? A good question. So – they actually, so when the queen lays eggs, it's um, pretty much all the same. So let's start from, she actually, she can decide if she wants to lay a female or a male egg. So if she wants wants to increase the drone, which is just boys, uh, population in the hive, she will actually choose just one chromosome. So she's not going to inseminate the egg. the egg. So, so therefore, she will she lay a drone egg. egg. So, and, and the boy will hatch from, from that one. one. Um, um, and if and she, she lays, lays a female egg, which requires both chromosomes, chromosomes um, and, and that, that egg, egg can, can become, become a worker, a worker or, or a queen. queen. And that's, and that's actually, actually not her, her choice. choice. It's, it's the, the worker bees who decide, decide. Well, well, the whole colony, um, because they um, work as a unit. Um, and they decide if they need a new queen for various reasons, they feed that egg with royal jelly all the time, all, all the way until um, it pretty much uh, gets born. So, so, and, and that's, that's the difference. difference. That's, that's the power of the food. Power of the food. That, that the wow. royal royal jelly will help that egg to develop into a bee, a queen bee, with ovaries, and she will be double the size. So, compared to just a normal egg, where they feed royal jelly for the first. Um, three, three days, days and then just, just um, a mixture of um, pollen and nectar and um, a bit of um, bee saliva for the rest of its um, um, larval stage. Mm-hmm. It just becomes a worker bee with with um, an ovary, which is much smaller than the queen bee's, and it's not working. So she's not fertile. 
Wow. So that's the massive difference in the food that they actually eat. And plus, another magnificent thing is that queen bee, on that diet, on the royal jelly, she grows double the size but only takes 16 days to hatch while worker bee is half the size and takes 21 days. What a bad bitch. Like she's got it covered from all angles. Like honestly, what a boss. So (laughs) I'm obsessed. This is what I mean. It's like fascinating. Okay, so what is a drone? So drones are the boys. And um, so their job is to, um, well, have sex with the queen. Of course it Um, is. And... um, yeah, the funny thing is when you research a little bit more and learn all their, um, um, well, tasks, you learn that they don't even eat by themselves. They get fed by worker bees. I'm like, what a lazy, well. The drones. Of course <laughs> yes. they do. They can't do anything for themselves. You know what? I'm not surprised. <laughs> Yeah, oh, and that was my next question. Like, okay, so the the boys are chosen. They become the drones become like the boys become drones. Like the the drones are drones because of the queen chooses who's who. Like through the chromosomes yes. and the eggs and everything. So yes, they're born, and then they go about like basically tending to inside the hive. Right? Is that like they don't the come bo- out? They're not the ones flying around doing the work. The boys. Yeah. So. No, they actually, they are the ones you see flying around aimlessly yeah, because, because they don't collect pollen, neither nectar. So they just go out, have a bit of a cruise, chat to other boys. Yeah. And then they go, yeah, exactly. And then they go back to be fed by the girls. And, well, they do have a little bit of a contribution to the hive. They actually increase um, humidity. and uh, so they make it sweaty they, in there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they contribute to the heat um, of the hive as well, which, which can be good when um, they have to build new wax because the whole hive needs to be kept between 35 to 37 degrees. So it's, it's good if you have few drones there to keep the heat up. Okay. But that's so, about it. <laughs> but in short, like the women do all the work. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, this system, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's been working for th- hundreds of thousands of years. So obviously, you know, that's fine. But how long do the bees live for generally? Generally about six weeks, summertime when the workload is um, heavy. Um, so um, winter time when it's a little bit um, cruisier, then they can live for longer. I'm not entirely sure what's the maximum they can go for. Uh, but again, here we go. The queen can live up to five, six, sometimes even seven years. Wow. Yeah. And the other ones are only like six weeks. Well, that would be really sad watching all your friends die all the time. Oh, yeah, probably. She clearly, she's probably have. well, she's having all this sex and laying all these eggs. She's not bothered, obviously. Yeah. So she's <laughs> clearly not. She doesn't need onwards, does she? She's letting oh, it all go. Yes. Um, and you, you see, with, um, 
with the with girls, girls like, like yes, yes girls, girls doing all the work, work. but because they're, they're doing all the work, work they, they can, can actually decide, decide if the hive doesn't have enough food or winter's coming and it's too cold or for some reason resources are scarce, they can actually tell the boys, no, sorry, you're not coming in. They can, like, lock them out like a she-shed, like no boys allowed. Oh, I love them. I really love them. Um, Okay, so there's this wiggle dance, right? So they all communicate with each other but obviously they can't talk how we talk. Mm-hmm. that we know of like let's just imagine that they could, but they they wiggle dance to communicate can you tell us about that yeah so what happens um you know when they go out in the morning um to look for food so they go in all the all directions but then they actually come back to the hive and they tell the other bees with this wiggle dance where they walk on the wax comb but it's not just random they actually dance the angle of the sun and it all it it changes um depending on the time of the day so they just wiggle this dance which depending on the length of the wiggle and the angle of the wiggle it tells the other bees where the food source is and far out yeah you can imagine so many of them coming back and doing their own dance. So it all depends. It's like a voting system. So depends who wins the most votes. So you where they go. Yeah, you've got to be the best dancer to get everyone on that tree you found. I would be such a good bee. Yeah. I would be such a great bee. Although, or the hive might go hungry because... Sorry, that was an empty tree. Yeah, that was an interpretive <laughs> dance where I don't know north. I don't. I don't use directions that involve like east and west. That's yeah. amazing, and they all just sort of know what yeah, it is. Yeah, so saying. because um, they work as a unit, so they have to vote. Okay, I think uh, your tree sounds the best for today. So they're gonna go and the whole hive visit that one tree. I mean, a few of them can go random. But they're usually pretty organized. Gosh. And you can see them, like when we sat there and watched them, like watching them all like fly in and come round, they all sort of took the same path to come into mm-hmm. the into the hive, didn't they? And then they hang around on the little landing before they go in. It's really cute. Like it really is organized. Yeah. And also if you if you watch them, uh, even the way they go out and they come back in. So yeah, when so they, they go, go out, out, especially for the first time when I set a hive up, they fly out and do this almost like a figure eight. And um, what, what they, they do, they actually setting their GPS. Get out. So they, okay, it's like there is a rose bush, there is my hive. So they check out everything, the shapes around the hive, and they see colors differently, but yeah, that's another topic. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, so they record what's, what's happening, happening around so that so they, they know, know where, where to come home. And you can hear them when they start to get mad, can't you? Like yes. if we, you said to me, like, make sure you walk out on the outside sort of thing, give them a bit of a wide berth. Yes. Or they'll start, you'll hear them start to get a bit mad. Yeah, yeah. and you can, you can also, also smell, smell them. them. Like after a while, uh, when, when you, you work, work with, with bees, bees, you, you actually... actually 
um, you learn the smell when they are um, a little bit antsy. It's like them telling, okay, get back. We don't like what you're doing. Yeah. And, well, that's amazing. It's like <laughs> phenomenal. So how do they make the wax? Like who make the little, like you you referred to them as cells. Sorry, I'm asking so many questions. No, no, None no. None of no, these are written good. down, by the way. These are just things that I'm like, I want to know. Um, <laughs> so how do they make the cells, like the little hexagon things? Like that's wax. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So um, that is, um, it, it's quite interesting how, you know, when a bee gets born and um, they straight away, she's got a job. So as she crawls out from the little cell, the first job is to clean that cell. So she's a, she's a cleaner pretty much as soon as she's born. And so she goes through different stages um, as she ages. So um, when she gets to about, um, I think about two weeks, about two weeks of age, um, then she starts producing wax. But it, it is quite interesting if you if you ever um, if you're curious how it kind of comes out of her body, just um, just Google bees um, producing wax, and uh, you see on the lower side of their abdomen. From between the scales, they're secreting these little wax flakes. Get out. Yeah, and then then they've got to heat it, same as how we make um, candles for wax. So then they heat it and shake it into whatever form they want to, usually um, um, honeycomb. But, yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. And what is honey exactly? Because someone told me it was bee vomit. And I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't uh, know what well, it is. Like, exactly, because it's delicious. Yeah. But don't they, they make people. it to feed their babies, don't they? Or, and well, what is it? Technically, yes, you can call it bee vomit. But, uh, well, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a stretch, maybe. It's, it's, it's a little bit, little bit, well, it's... And on the other side, it's not because they have two stomachs where one stomach is for themselves, like they eat and digest and everything, but they have another stomach where they carry nectar. So they fly out and um, sip all the nectar um, and bring it back to the hive. Yeah. The only thing which can, well, resemble bee vomit because – how they ferment nectar is passing on to each other. So you can imagine two um, worker bees standing opposite each other and one feeding the other with this nectar. So the one which was out in the field to collect it, it will give it to another bee which will actually put it in the cell. But it can be passed between bees a few times. So that's why it kind of resembles vomit. It's not really, but that's but like, the way. Yeah. In, like if you want to like it. So, oh, lucky, lucky it's delicious and we love our little bees. But it's like yeah. I'll spew in your mouth and then you spew in the cell. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> but obviously that's thing not is. what happens because it's not gross but it's still basically wow but still what a commitment from the bees yeah. like honestly okay so and what do the so and they're making honey right and they're putting it in the cells and they're sealing them generally mm-hmm. because that's what honeycomb is like if you were to bust open a hive they're generally to get the honey they're in these cells are they saving that for winter to feed themselves um yes they're saving it for winter but also um interestingly bees are um the well like humans they like to gather more than what they need so therefore no they just go as much as they can it's like you never know how long and how hard winter is going to be so more is better so therefore you know we can have a little bit to share so yeah that is good but also like when they pack it in the pack the nectar in the cell they're actually fanning with their wings to dry it out because nectar is not honey yet it's it becomes honey when it goes down to about 18% of humidity. Mm-hmm. So in that, and when it gets down to that, then they cap it. It's almost like putting a lid on the jar. Wow. Oh, my God. Okay, so it's like a well-oiled machine. So what is yeah. your favorite bee fact? Like what's your oh. favorite little thing about the bees? Oh, wow, that is that is a hard one. It's it's yeah, it's so many around, but yeah, it's probably probably the the relationship and how it works between the boys and the girls. That's um, yeah, that always um, fascinates me. Yeah, the it's hilarious, and I the I just love how they all work together. But how they choose, oh, it's just fascinating to watch. And that they're they're all little, I want to say little people, but they're obviously not people, but they're <laughs> all little little souls, like doing their own thing, but each part of the big collective. Mm-hmm. So what can we do to encourage more bees to our homes and gardens? Like what can we do to help encourage the reproduction of bees, to for the protection of bees? And um, to spread the awareness about it as mm-hmm. well. Great, Great question. question. Um, so, so there, there are there are actually lots of things we, of what we can do. do. Um, but but one, one important thing is variety. So, so even if you, you want to plant flowers for the bees um, or a vegetable garden, garden, it's variety. variety. So, so if you if can you have, have um, plants, plants for honeybees, honey put, put some, some plants for native bees as well. And, and even just honeybees, honey if you plant, plant more um, like different, different types, types of, of uh, flowers and veggies, and veggies it, contributes it contributes to their, to their um, um, diet. So, so because if, if, we, if we only have, have like one type of uh, flower, like um, let's say, you know, how the monoculture in California, um, for example, the almonds, that it takes you about seven hours to drive through. Yeah. Um, it's, 
it's, it's so, so sad that they, they take the bees there from the other side of the country. country. And, and for those, those weeks, while they are pollinating the almonds, they, they only eat almond um, pollen. So, so it's, it's almost like... They get sick. Yeah. yeah. And, and how, how I mentioned before, before that... that um, they only, they only live, live for six, six weeks, weeks, so you so can you imagine can that, okay, for the, for the next, next 30, 30 years, Katie, Katie you can, can only eat potatoes. Oh, although so, I love potatoes. Yeah, yeah me just too. Quite, <laughs> but that's not nice. That's not a nice life to just be worked to death eating almond pollen. Yes. And just they're there, oh, it goes that slippery slope of the whole thing. But it's like yeah. there's so much information out there um on you know how like on the welfare of bees and stuff at the moment but was it is it in norway that they're at the top of all the bus stops they've been planting gardens on top yes of, like, yes bee stops that. yeah i've and seen that it, it so is, good yeah, yeah great idea so, so and and also you see if um everyone just grew a little bit i'm talking about um crops like veggies like you don't need to you know sustain the whole family but even if you just grow a little bit um in that case just imagine every guy every backyard would have a little garden so it would invite more pollinators more bees and um also that's a great variety of food for them so i think um yeah that, that way, way we could, we could um, definitely, definitely help, help our um, environment and, on the other hand, our wallets as well. True. Because yeah. I think I think the whole idea of growing your own fruit and veg, people think that they have to grow all their fruit and veg. Like, no, no just even if you just grow a few carrots or like yeah. you just commit to growing some, you know, whatever it is, just a couple of things, then that is, A, if you've got kids, it's so yeah, good for they the kids. Love it. They do love it or strawberries or mm. something or like I know I'm very guilty of this. We have a lot of green plants. Like they're not um, non-flowering. Non-flowering. A lot of them at the moment. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. Um, oh, no. We've got like all the lavender and all of that sort of thing. I've mm. got all of that. But I know I was thinking just as you were talking, I, I've got big cactuses out the front, but I could easily go and plant some flowers around the base of the cactus so it's just looking for little hacks and things to put mm-hmm. extra things there so that's that's so true i can do that actually, actually one, one of my dreams, dreams is to turn my grass area into, into like a little, little meadow, meadow with, with you know, you know thyme and um, um all these little ground cover flowers just imagine just imagine laying in that one it's almost like so nice perfume yeah Yeah, and the bees bees love it too oh don't lay on a bee though yeah i know you'd have incoming and then like tim she's going down she's going down but no that would be beautiful and i absolutely when i walked out into your backyard like you had the most beautiful selection of flowers you had all your greens and your kale and things in this special little um chest you'd even kept all your cobwebs and (sighs) Like, because the spiders are part of the yeah. eco-culture. Like, or and just, and you, when I said something about, or, or Archer pointed out a big spider's web around something, and mm-hmm. you were like, oh, yeah, she's been busy in there. Da, da, da. I was like, oh, my God, that's so true. Like, 
like she has like obviously someone's committed that's her home and then Mm -hmm. she's eating the insects which stop the mozzies and all that Mm -hmm. you know it all works together and it's all related so I think that you've got such a beautiful way of looking at things and thank you so much for coming (laughs) on and sharing so much about your little bee friends so (laughs) where can people can find you at 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 airbred and bees on Instagram can't they yeah 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 and what is it like if someone had a swarm or something that you know um help with these yeah help with so and you also make bread you make this amazing sourdough bread and hold classes yes yeah and so what else what else is it that you do like you help with swarms and like you're a bee rescuer they can come to you for sourdough classes yeah, yeah sourdough classes or well now that we um are in the process of moving out to a farm i think um, we will have more workshops um in the future but um yeah it's all about um just um being in balance and um fun little crafty things like making soap and um um yeah and um just um in regards to yeah cooking and well I love my food so (laughs) that's a woman after my own heart I love food as well but that is great so at airbred and bees on instagram follow Adina for sure and um keep up to date with what she's up to and yeah shoot her through any questions if um you have any I'm sure Medina will give you plenty of time and um answer them as best as she possibly can but thank you so much for sharing that I feel um a little more empowered knowing how amazing our little bee buddies are and what they're up to great thank you Katie it was it was great oh it's always good to talk about these (laughs) great thank you for having me you're so welcome Thank you.